You don't know because you lost your bones. You lost everything you had. Um, his balls wasn't feeling right. I mean, it's worth it to not get caught from murder. Anyway, skill horses uh, do not mesh with um, khaki pants. See, so these are where the questions come from. This yeah. is where it stems from. This is what makes it fun. Welcome back to Creepy Campfire, your source for all things strange, the unexplainable, the infamous, and the mysterious. Here are your hosts, Jordan and Ryan. Jordan, you better hurry up making that bacon. It is too cold this morning. Bacon? I thought we were making s'mores. That, that's for lunch, but right now, come on, you you work at bacon and butter. Make me some bacon. S'mores for breakfast. No, Squatch, tell them. Thank you, Squatch. We want some bacon. Bacon in your s'mores. Uh, no. I mean, I'm sure some people would like to do that, but... S'mores in your omelet, man. Come on. I, mean, I am I am not the bacon on everything I eat kind of guy. Oh, really? I, I, I think I think bacon is great. I love bacon. I think bacon is overused. It, like, it's not just some miracle fix you can throw on anything. But it does make most things better. If only in the right that it makes things taste more like bacon. You see, here's the beef I've got. It's like, they'll do, like, throw it on any kind of burger, but then they don't adjust any of the other ingredients so like if you put bacon on a burger i think you need to add a little bit more cheese on that said burger like adjust there's a balance find your balance oh there's definitely a balance so make me some bacon at this campfire damn it <laughs> yes sir all right well, right away we'll make it crispy all right while you're sizzling that up over there i think i'll uh i'll grace us with some with some campfire stories to start the morning right, you off gonna, you gonna start this one I will. So okay. the rest of my stories I found um, from a site called ConsciousPanda.com. <clears throat> and if you are just popping in with us to let you know, these are not our normal episodes. These are a little bit shortened. We're in a little bit of a mini-series right now with some creepy internet stories that we find. Um, Jordan is probably right now tanning himself up down south in Orlando at Disney World. But right now, we're at the campfire in Yosemite. That's right now in like a week and a half. Time's relative. Right, time's relative. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, so we, we we have pre-recorded these. We're just going to go through and read some scary stories. We might make fun of some of them. We might really be scared by some of them. But either way, we're going to read them to you. We're going to talk about them. And it's going to be funny. And then we're going to get back to our normal episodes once Jordan gets back. We'll probably hit you with maybe two real solid episodes to close out October, the spookiest month of the year. Jordan, while you're over there crisping up that bacon for me and Barney over here. (laughs) For everybody, okay? I get some too. I've got one for you. So this person who wrote this said they didn't experience this firsthand, but overheard some of it on the phone. My sister was visiting my parents home from college for the weekend. I live in my own place the next town over. I called her about something, and she was clearly very upset. She told me she was home alone and something was happening, and I asked her if there was someone in the house, an intruder. She told me there was an animalistic growling noise coming from the corner, and my mom's dog was going nuts on the noise. I could hear him in the background of the phone. She said the hallway lights were flashing on and off. I told her to get her jacket and calmly walk out of the house, taking the dog with her if she could, that I'd be by soon to pick her up. She went outside and brought the dog with her. Her friend was even closer than I was, so she picked up my sister, and then they hung out at my friend's house for a while until I got there. 
About 20 minutes after that, my brother, who also lived nearby, stopped by the house to return some tools he'd borrowed from my dad. He went inside because he saw the lights were going on and off, and he's an electrician. Once he was inside, they stopped. He kept hearing someone walking around in the other room, but when he'd go in there, no one was there, and when he called out, no one responded. He checked the whole house, and then also heard animal growling noises coming from the same corner as my sister. This is an outside wall corner with windows, not enough space for a raccoon or something to be trapped inside the wall. My brother felt really unnerved and left. That was the whole thing? They left, yeah. Why do they do this to us? I was so ready for that to be a good story. I don't mean to yell, people. I get strong feelings about... Because that, that had... That it was, had it was like it had some promise to it. It was like one. It was like there was like three sentences away from really hitting you. Yeah, yeah. like they just missed that punchline. Yeah. So what this series really is is just a long lecture seminar about how to write a good story. Because <laughs> <laughs> see, I get that. See, I think a lot of good stories are are written scary or non scary, where they kind of leave you hanging on the end to come to your own conclusion. But mm-hmm. it's like a guided conclusion. So, like, yes, you are kind of made to come up to, like, use your own devices, but you're kind of led in a certain way. I feel like people took up on that and started trying it themselves, but they're they're forgetting the guiding part. So they're just leaving you there. And you're like, yeah, some weird stuff happened, but... Where's part two? Where is part two? But, I mean, I like that... I like that this had two elements. It was, like, very poltergeisty. Mm-hmm. You had the lights and the growling. And I then liked. all of the things stopped and the brother left. No, no, no. The brother just left because the lights going on and off stopped when he went inside the house. Yeah. And he tried to find who was in there flipping the lights. Couldn't find anybody. Still heard the growling noises. It was like, "Mm, I don't think I'm welcome. I'm going to leave now. Wasn't it at one time probably his house? I mean, it was a family's house, I'm assuming. Brother and sister, right? It was the sister's house. Oh. Yeah, the sister had experienced it first. She got picked up by a friend. Gotcha. And the brother stopped by just trying to drop some tools off. Saw huh. some weird stuff. Interesting. Okay. So what'd you, what would you what would you give that, Barney? A little middle of the road. A little middle of the road. You know, they, they were almost there. Just missed that end piece. All right, Jordan. While you're over there, it looks like the bacon's got a good low sizzle. Looks like you got a little time to give us a little story. Yeah, I can leave the beef for a little bit. All right, what you got for us? You ready for a real short, real creepy one? Hit me. It's a dark turn. Oh, well, okay. It starts starts bad. Okay. A young boy is sleeping in his bed on a usual night. He hears footsteps outside his door. Peeks out to see... Peeks out of his eyes, (laughs) obviously. That's how they wrote it. And peeks out of his eyes to see what's happening. Sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, what? Like, rewind That's that. That's why I had to like stop for a second. Re- rewind. Start that one over. Want to read that sentence? How it's how it's actually said. So reread it. Just cut out the okay. peeking out of his eyes. Okay. So he hears footsteps outside of his door, and he peeks out to see what's happening. His door swings open quietly to reveal a murderer carrying the corpses of his parents. After silently propping them up on a chair. He writes something on the wall in the blood of the dead bodies. He then hides under the child's bed. The child is scared beyond belief. He can't read the writing on the wall, and he knows that the man is under his bed. 
Like any child, he pretends that he slept through the whole thing and hasn't awoken yet. He lays still as the bodies, quietly hearing the breaths from under his bed. An hour passes, and his eyes are adjusting more and more to the darkness. He tries to make out the words, but it's a struggle. He gasps when he finally makes out the sentence. I know you're awake. He feels something shift underneath his bed. Oh! Is that your next one? I don't know if it was my next one. I don't know if I kept that one, but I definitely read that one. I love that one. That's good. Oh. That had a punchline. See, I was expecting some, like, what was that? Was it in, like, Nightmare or on Elm Street or something where, like, Freddy, like, stabbed somebody through the bed? Oh, that's been in a lot of horror movies. That's where it was Johnny Depp's first movie. He gets sucked through his bed. Yeah, I, I was expecting, like, some knife to come up through the bed. But, see, that's, that's how you do it. You left it open. We don't know what happens to the boy. Maybe he books it out the window. I don't know. But we pretty much know he's going to die. I mean, all you need is the implication right there with, uh, you know, the guy knows he's awake. And I think you can, like, you can almost picture that shuffle mm-hmm. from under the bed. And you're like, oh. Well, and just see, can you imagine laying there for an hour listening to him breathe as he, like, obviously just killed your parents? What, what would you do? Would you, like, bolt and just, like, as quickly as you could just, like, book it? Would you, like, or, like, like when you when you first read it? Or would you try to, like... I mean, I don't know, because obviously it doesn't necessarily... He can't tell that you're... I mean, if he knows you're awake, then he knows you're going to try to do something. But I mean, as soon as you're able to read it, he knows that you can read it. Well, because, like, his breathing changed. Or, because, like, he, like, gasped or something. He shuffles underneath the bed. Well, no, no, the boy gasped, and that's how Oh, he, yeah. And that's how he knew that he was up. But see, I feel like you got an advantage. Like, getting out from underneath the bed is not a quick process. No. So I feel like you could, like, have a good little head start on him. Grab that little, grab that little, uh, the little, um, utility knife you keep under your, under your, you know, under your little pillow here. Just, you know, whip out the little, oh, like utility knife. What am I thinking? The Swiss Army knife. That's the one. <laughs> Get the little corkscrew or something. Just start, just plunging into the bed or something. I don't know. Jump up and down. No, I'm booking it. I'm booking it. I swear, you got, you got enough head start. You can make that. You can make that. Potentially. Hopefully, this is a. Larger gentleman who is not kept up on his cardio, <laughs> but I like that one. I like that one. I like that more than what we've what we've had going. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think I might have saved that one, but we'll find out. Okay. All right. So you got the gravy done, or you got the biscuits done. Now take that good gravy <laughs> fat and make make up some gravy while I tell this next one. Can't make it as good as bacon's, man. So in this one, a person came home from date at about eleven o'clock. The house was dark. They didn't switch on the lights because they know their way around. They went straight to the bedroom, and on their way back, down the passage, they bumped into a dog, a Sharpie. He's as big as my mid-thigh. Told my boy I love him, and he should be sleeping, but good for checking on his mom. I opened my bedroom door, which was three-fourths of the way closed, and switched on the light at the same time, only to see him on my bed, sleeping, lifting his head, when the light came on to look at me. Yeah. So she walks past something, feels something bump her mid-thigh level, thinks it's her dog, opens the door, and there's her dog. So what touched her leg? Dun, dun, dun. I don't know. Only only reason I, I picked that one was because it was not a person, finally. Yeah. <laughs> it's something that wasn't just like... I saw, I thought I saw Bill. Then I opened the door and there was Bill. And there was Bill. 
trippy. But it was like, no, I interacted with something. Okay, that one's good. But it was short, so I'll give you another one. Like gravies, gravies. It takes a, it's a process. It's a process. Mm-hmm. You gonna go for another? Yeah, I'll go for okay. another one. So this writer says, my family moved into a new house when I was 11 years old. The previous owners were a family, and the mom died of cancer. They sold the house shortly after she passed away. Growing up, my sister and I always had uneasy feeling about that house. Strange things would happen, but each instance had a plausible explanation, except for this one time when I was 16. In the middle of the night, I was having trouble sleeping. While I was lying there in my bed, the door to my room opened on its own. I could hear footsteps come into my room. I couldn't see anyone, but I felt someone else was in my room. Like you ever had someone come up behind you while you're on the computer listening to music, and you know they're there without hearing or seeing them? Like that. I could hear the footsteps get closer to my bed. Then right next to me appeared a compression on my bed, like an invisible person was sitting there. I could even feel the weight shift. I reached to touch the compression, and of all of a sudden a bunch of blue static electricity shot out from the spot I touched. I screamed and ran out of my room, waking up the entire house. I couldn't explain what I saw that night. was almost questioning my own sanity, and, why, and that's why I haven't told this story very often. For the record, I was 100% sober at the time. Also, because I could move, I don't think this was sleep paralysis. The strange thing is that years later, my sister ran in, into the daughter of the previous family. She told my sister their mom had actually died in the house, not at the hospital. Creepy. Yeah. Okay. So there's some, like, not all of these are just, like, authors. Some of them are supposed to supposedly people's real stories. But if you have a real story... Feel free to tell us at creepycampfirepodcast at gmail.com. We've had a few of you listeners write in. We Those are our favorites. And if you want us to read those, if you give us permission to read them on the air, we'd be happy to do so. And we'll scrutinize them much less than what we're doing now because we can actually be in contact with the person that actually gave us the story for some follow-up questions. But we want to hear the stories. Even if you just make up something, you're like, hey, I wrote this and I thought it was pretty cool. And I, I want to see your guys' opinion. We'd be happy to read it. Definitely. But yeah, I liked that a little bit. I liked it because um, it makes me think of like, you know, your usual ghost. Not quite shadow people because it was invisible, but ghost stories. But the, the, the electricity is a new one. Yeah. I've heard of a lot of ghost stories. The blue electricity part, though, was that's, that was new. And I like that because it kind of gives a little science-y aspect to it. Well, I mean, there's that, and then there's, like, what, white noise, and, well, I mean, I guess somewhat of a, a glow. I mean, an, an electricity is something that I haven't really heard much of, so that's a cool cool little aspect. Yeah, I thought that was a good little little tidbit thrown in there. Good little middle, middle of the road there. Yeah. So it looks like that gravy's done. I'm going to sit here and dip some bacon in it. Okay. Why, why don't you read, read me what you got going? Okay. Um, and in case you're wondering, Wi-Fi signal is spectacular out here in Yosemite. <laughs> <laughs> we brought we brought some spare batteries. Don't worry about it. We're good. Before we get into it, so I mean, how, what would you what would you rate that one? You think it's a winner? It's a loser? Middle of the road? I'd still middle of the road. It. Yeah. Yeah. I guess as far as cre- like if we're giving creepiness the standard, like mm-hmm. if that's. It, like how, how mm-hmm. the tingles or feels that it gives you. Yeah. Medium. 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 Yeah. I think mostly because the 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 impression on the bed. Yeah. Like seeing the somebody's butt dent on your bed. 
That would creep me out. You get your butt off my bed. Yeah, they didn't have they didn't have good enough beds back then for it to be like like something's got to be sitting there currently. It's weird. This is uh, this one's uh, from Haunted Rooms. Uh, it's called the Chair. Uh, okay, so when my sister Betsy and I were kids, our family lived for a while in a charming old farmhouse. We loved exploring its dusty corners and climbing the apple tree in the backyard. But our favorite thing was the ghost. We called her mother, because she seemed so kind and nurturing. Some mornings, Betsy and I would wake up, and on each of our nightstands, we'd find a cup that hadn't been there the night before. Mother had left them there, worried that we'd get thirsty during the night. She just wanted to take care of us. Among the home's original furnishings was an antique wooden chair, which we kept against the back wall of the living room. Whenever we were preoccupied, watching TV or playing a game, Mother would inch that chair forward across the room toward us. Sometimes she'd manage to move it all the way to the center of the room. We always felt sad putting it back against the wall. Mother just wanted to be near us. Years later, long after we'd moved out, I found an old newspaper article about the uh, farmhouse's original occupant, a widow. She'd murdered her two children by giving them each a, a cup of poisoned milk before bed. Then she hung herself. The article included a photo of the farmhouse's living room with a woman's body hanging from a beam. Beneath her, knocked over, was that old wooden chair placed exactly in the center of the room. All right. <laughs> that speaks some truth, all right? Hey? All right, get, get your snaps ready. Get your snaps that wasn't ready. A, wasn't a... No, 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 it was very good. It was very good. I like that. That's 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 a winner. Wouldn't mm-hmm. you? Wouldn't you agree? That might be the first. Uh, that's that's a winner. It's a good one. Look, this is why you don't mess with things. You don't know what they are. Oh yeah, because you're yeah, because you know it might seem benign at first. You think, oh, it's mother. It's mother. Oh, thanks for that glass of milk, mother. No, try to kill you. Rat poison. Try to kill you. No. Mm-mm. <laughs> That's why you don't mess with things. You don't know what they are. I knew that one would hit home for you. But it was a good one. A few holes, though, I think. Oh, yeah? I don't feel like a newspaper would 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 have a picture of a fresh suicide. No. Well, not fresh. It was supposed to be of... Well, okay, but yeah, but it would have been an old newspaper. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but she said old newspaper. The newspaper was old, but when it was published, like, you wouldn't have... Like, a newspaper would be more respectful, I would hope, than to have... a picture of a person hanging themselves but you would hope publications could have been different back you, in the day. you know I, I would hope we don't know when but that's why you don't mess with things that you don't know what they are Mm-mm. but that was, a, that was a good one that was a good one learn yeah. learn the lesson people <laughs> learn the lesson adamant about that don't trust friendly ghosts casper is not out to help you no no <laughs> and if he is he can help his own ghosty friends Okay, so that one had a little bit of a better length to it, too. I liked that one. Um, so you said you had a couple. Give me this other one. Okay. This one's really short. Last night, a friend rushed me out of the house to catch uh, the new opening act at a local bar's music night. After a few drinks, I realized my phone wasn't in my pocket. I checked the table where we were sitting at, the bar, the bathrooms, and after no luck, I used my friend's phone to call mine. After two rings, someone answered, gave out a low, raspy giggle, and then hung up. They didn't answer again. I eventually gave it up as a lost cause and headed home. I found my phone laying on my nightstand right where I left it. 
You imagine that? Calling your phone? Super, super low, crazy. I mean, a giggle, though. Like a giggle. Like, is it's, there anything creepier than a creepy giggle? You know, until then, you're just like, oh, I just left it somewhere and some crazy person grabbed it. Because, like, that, I mean, that happened with us. Cassandra's phone got oh, stolen. How many times? And some crazy homeless gentleman answered, and it was not similar, but it was equally crazy. And, but what makes it weird is when you find it on your nightstand. Mm hmm. Like, nope. Because whether you be ghost or you be human, I don't want to be wherever you be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm like, okay, keep go ahead, keep the phone. Keep Good. the phone now. Thank Good. you. Uh, just let's get the name. Just wanted to make sure, uh, I guess, the battery's still alive. You got another one? You got another one geared up? Or are we, uh, I, think, I think we're going to call this one for the sake of time. And we're going to start. You, 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 kicked, you, you kicked me hard on this one. You whipped up that bacon. And your story's kicked mine pretty hard. <laughs> so I'm going to see if I can't come back strong in the next one. Okay. Give me a good one. All right. I will. I will. But for for you guys, if you have any good ones, it's not too late. We're going to probably have one or two more episodes of this coming up. If you guys can get that into us at creepycampfirepodcast at gmail.com, Jordan might not be here, but I'll read them on the air for you probably yes. at the beginning of the episode. So if you guys want to either give us creepy stories of your own that you've actually experienced, or if you just want to write some short stories up, we'll read them happily. We will definitely read them to ourselves. <laughs> and if you guys, um, if you could just take a second, give us a rating or review on whatever you're listening to us on, whatever pod, catcher, listener, whatever they're calling them these days. However you're listening to us, if there's a rating system, please do that, because that's usually how other people find us is how many ratings we got. Bump us up the charts there, guys. Yeah. And if you have so if you have socials, I don't, but if you have socials, the Facebooks, the Instas, the Twitters, all the the things. I don't have a Twitter, but I don't got none of them. <laughs> Please share us and get more people in the campfire. And I think that's about all we got here. Jordan's got breakfast ready for us. It, it was a hard night. Squatch, you know, I love you, but you got we gotta get you another tent, buddy. I, I know you still got s'mores on your face from last night. That was our bad. We shouldn't have let you have those. No, don't pour the gravy all over yourself. Welp. I guess until then. We're gonna, we, have, we have time to hit one more for new tent. We've got to take him to the river. So we'll leave you all with that. But until next time, everybody, stay, stay toasty. toasty.